Live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. It is a feel-good Thursday edition of the Sports Huddle. Welcome in. Welcome into our ESPN Richmond studio this afternoon. Bob Black with you here. Sean Robertson from CBS 6 co-hosting as he does virtually each and every Thursday. And Lewis on the other side of that producer's glass in the booth running the show for us this afternoon. We welcome you to the program. 804-327-0888 gets you on the air with us. It's also our text line 327-0888. Eight. We're going to do what we did last week and maybe the last couple of weeks, in fact. Here in just a couple of moments, uh, Pedro Aruza, the head coach of the Randolph-Macon Yellow Jackets football team in the national semifinals Saturday high noon against Cortland at Day Field up there in Ashland, the deepest these Yellow Jackets have ever gone in the postseason tournament. They got a chance to play to go to the championship game, the Stag Bowl in uh, Salem uh, for the national championship. So exciting times. They're coming off a last-second win last week, so we're going to find out all about that with Coach Aruza, who once again will join us here in just a couple of minutes and talk some Randolph-Macon football. Sean, not the only coach that we're talking about in the state today. James Madison made it official. I think what most of us thought would be expected was the hire they were able to make, and that's Bob Chesney, the very successful head coach at Holy Cross, is making the jump from FCS to FBS. A successful head coach that was certainly at the top of the list of the boxes that Jeff Bourne wanted to check in his new head coach, and he succeeded. Apparently got the guy they wanted all along yeah i think last week a couple of callers told us they hoped to get bob chesney at the top of the list mm-hmm. and they gave him a five-year deal so they for were, were very confident in his abilities to the point that off the top we give you five years he's got a he's got a very i guess a delicate situation because a lot of the guys and we talked about this also last week how quickly would guys make the portal or go to the portal once this decision became final a lot of guys, to include the quarterback, McLeod, decided to jump on the portal. So Chesney not only has to see if those guys can change uh, change their mind and t- go out of the portal and come back to James Madison, but the guys that are staying to this point, uh, once they play in that bowl game, that's going to be more so keeping those guys there and then seeing what's available in the portal and then the high school ranks. So the cupboard is not bare to this point. But he's got some work to do. So I have a lot of questions about how this is all going to unfold and come down. I mean, he could literally start immediately, right? He could get his boots on the ground, so to speak, right now in Harrisonburg. There's no reason for him to still be at Holy Cross. They're in need of coaches because half of the staff left with Signetti to go Mm -hmm. to Indiana. He could actually help oversee a little bit, start to learn the talent and the things that they're doing and in the process start to identify the players that he wants to keep, start to build relationships with the guys who are making a decision whether to stay Mm -hmm. or not, depending on who the next head coach would be. So I think the timing of this could be really good if that's indeed the way it's going to play out. I don't know. Maybe he stays away until after the bowl game. I would highly doubt that. I think you jump on that immediately. And the first person I would probably talk to is the interim head coach. 
and see if he will stay mm-hmm. or not because that's the link to those players that are making a decision on whether to stay or leave. He is that link right there. I would talk to him immediately and see who else is still on staff at JMU and see if, okay, maybe this could be a transitional period. Let's keep you for a year or so, see how things work out, see how our uh, philosophies blend together. And if it's a cohesive unit, hey, you're you're there. And then hopefully those guys will want to come back because a lot of the guys vouched for the interim head coach to be mm-hmm. named in that position and not for Signetti to coach in the bowl game coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think Jeff Bourne made it very clear that he was going out to find a head coach to be his head coach, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he did. I think it's an excellent, outstanding hire, and there's another little bit of intrigue there is that Bob Chesney really doesn't know who he's going to be reporting to because Jeff Bourne is getting ready to retire and will be out, but maybe Coach Chesney now has a little bit of an input into who the next AD will be or can certainly be a part of the interview process to meet and greet each of the candidates. So I think the timing probably works out pretty well here for JMU, and their bowl game isn't until the 20-something, right? So they've December got, 23rd. They got a little bit of time here. They're just getting back into practices, mm-hmm. but I would think he would want to be out there and at least be the CEO, maybe yep. keep his mouth shut and his ears and eyes open and kind of watch some things, help where it's needed, but just kind of get a feel for the program. I think this could be a very beneficial official 12 days leading up to their bowl game for him the bowl game probably did come at the right time and actually when it occurred it probably helps out all parties um like you say him to kind of oversee what everything happens and the interim head coach can talk to him kind of bounce some ideas off of each other so it could be a, a very interesting situation and a like you say interesting dynamic that Bourne hires this head coach but he won't report to Bourne uh, once next summer it takes place because they will hire a new athletic director at JMU. Really successful in his time at Holy Cross, right? I mean, they weren't all that good until he get got there, and then he's had a great stretch with the Crusaders of FCS playoff appearances, of wins. He's beaten a couple of FBS teams while he's been there. Coach of the year, all of that. So, um, you, know, I, it, you know, it seems like JMU – I don't want to say they're going to miss a beat because they probably will. I think any coaching change, you miss a little bit. But they've probably minimized this pretty good, don't you think? I think so. No question about that. Um, They got the guy that they wanted. They were searching for him. And like I said, to get get them a five-year contract to be the head coach at JMU, not a three-year or two-year. They Mm -hmm. said, hey, you're in for the long haul. You're going to be our guy. This is the guy that they wanted. At least for the time being, you're going to get a five-year extension. We'll see. What happens? I don't want to say it's a stepping stone because other coaches have used JMU's platform to get a bigger job. If Chesney does what he does, and we've seen that in the other uh, other stops he has made, JMU will be successful and watch his name again be hot in about three to four years as a as a new guy in the Power Five community. No doubt about it. I mean, it'll be the Kurt Signetti plan. Yep. All over again. And I'm not sure it's the plan of Kurt Signetti five years ago. Obviously, they weren't even in FBS five years ago. Now, Chesney has a little bit of a different perspective on this thing, but you're exactly right. Uh, It's almost the VCU model in basketball as well. If he's successful over the next five years and consistently gets them to bowl games and Sunbelt Conference championships and a power conference school comes along, He's going to answer that phone call, and he's going to take a look. And if I'm JMU, there's nothing wrong with that because I will have plenty of outstanding coaches like Bob Chesney lined up outside the athletic director's door. Young coaches that have done well, probably in FCS or lower 
FBS programs that will look to continue the success that JMU has sustained in recent years? Uh, I think we're efforting Pedro Aruza at the moment. Yep, we are. So we're going to shift gears from one coach, one highly successful coach to another. <laughs> this one's in his spot and has a big spot ahead of him on Saturday. It's pretty exciting stuff for them not to get to, not only to get to the national semifinals, which is the first t- time they've done that, but to do it at home also. To do it at home and to do it on the, the major four-letter network. They'll be on <laughs> ESPN+. Plus. I believe this is the first time mm-hmm. that Randolph-Macon has had a game home or away or, an, or a neutral field to have a game broadcasted on ESPN and like you said Bob to have this game at home by taking care of Johns Hopkins last week I mean the energy is going to be at an all-time high at at Randolph Macon I would assume there'll probably be some extra seating probably uh placed at Dayfield to get uh maybe more of a capacity crowd at Randolph Macon but it's it's gonna be you know decent weather a matchup between two teams that have faced each other before in the postseason. It's going to be electric up there in Ashland this Saturday. All right, let's talk a little bit more about that with Pedro Ruza. This has become a little bit of a tradition for us. Thursday afternoons before Coach heads out to practice, has an opportunity to talk with us, and we appreciate his time as they're bearing down on Saturday's semifinal game. Pedro, thanks again for joining us on a weekly basis, and congrats on uh, what had to be quite the victory last week for you. Yeah. Appreciate it. So tell us about uh, the final moments of that game. You guys haven't been in very many close games this season. Obviously, they handled the situation well because you got in position, kicked the field goal, win the game. What did you see from your guys as they were challenged in a situation like this where it's a tie game, a two-minute drill coming, you got a little bit of help because the kickoff goes out of bounds, so you got great field position to start it. What did you see from your guys? Yeah, hard-fought game. We knew it was going to be a hard-fought game. Uh, going into the game, I told our guys it was going to be a a four-quarter fight. And, you know, we just had to stay in the fight for four quarters. So, you know, our, our guys, we haven't been in a lot of tight games, but, you know, we've got a lot of uh, veterans on our squad who have been in big games before. And, uh, you know, we put our guys in a lot of different situations during the course of the year where they have to overcome adversity. So even though they haven't had to do that in a game situation, there have been a lot of other situations where they've had to do that. And so, you know, I wasn't uh, wasn't surprised, wasn't worried. Um, you know, obviously we had to execute in that situation, but uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people have made a big deal about the fact that we haven't been in close games. And I think when you've got the kind of kids that we have, I, I don't think that really matters. They they find a way to rise to the occasion. Johns Hopkins tied that game with what about a minute and a half left with a a game tying touchdown on a fourth and goal at, I guess at the one yard line. Did you think they might go for two there, Pedro? And you might have to attack that two minute drill down by a point as opposed to a tie game. Yeah, so I I kind of expected them to go for two. I mean that was uh, really the expectation. I was surprised that they decided to uh, you know <clears throat> kick the extra point. But uh, and, and again, I'm not saying that the decision was the right decision or the wrong decision, um, you know, but uh, yeah, I really expect them to go for two, but I don't think it really changes anything in terms of how we approach that two minute drill. I mean, we were going to, you know, be aggressive. We, we felt like we had studied, you know, what they were going to do in that situation. We felt uh, confident in our guys. So, you know, regardless of whether <clears throat> we were down by one or, the game was tied. We, we intended to be aggressive. I think we, we had to be in that situation. So, you know, we got into a third and 10 where they called a timeout 
And, uh, you know, I think, you know, you, you run the ball there and you run some clock. Yeah, I think they still had a timeout. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, it doesn't really help you that much because now they've got plenty of time to march down the field and, and score a touchdown. So, you know, I, obviously in hindsight it was the, the right decision, but uh, hindsight hindsight's twenty twenty. Hey, Coach, Sean Robertson again from CBS 6. Congratulations on the win Thanks, on Saturday. Hey, I want to ask you about that last drive and especially the field goal to eventually win the game. How often do you guys work on, I guess, the fire drill uh, situation with no timeouts, having to run the special teams unit out there for a potential game-tying or game-winning field goal? Every every Thursday. I mean, we've been working on it every every Thursday this year, uh, beginning in the in the preseason and you know, we're going to work it again today. So, again, our, our guys are used to doing that. And, uh, you know, I, again, I'd love to be able to tell you that every single moment in that two-minute drive was uh, scripted and love to tell you that, you know, I knew exactly what I was doing on every single call and every single minute. But, you know, I, those things don't usually work that way. You know, sometimes just do things because it feels right in the moment and then you look back and people, you know, People say, hey, you must have put a ton of thought into this. And I'm like, when you're in the heat of the moment, you just make decisions. And sometimes they're good decisions and sometimes they're bad decisions. But I think sometimes we give coaches a little bit too much credit. But you guys work on it, and it certainly paid off in that situation. This weekend, you're on ESPN. You got a national semifinal game on your home field in your stadium. This will be the last home game for the seniors who decided to come back, play that extra year for the, what is it, 40-some-odd seniors? Is that right, Coach? Four, yep, 40, right on the dot. Yep. What does it mean for you to coach these guys one more time at Dayfield for a chance to play in the Stag Bowl next week? Well, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, I, you know, I love these kids, and I've had a, a, you know, a great, uh, great five years with a fifth-year seniors, mm-hmm. great four years with the seniors. Um, I always say the best thing about being about at Randolph-Macon is the, uh, the kids that we have in the program and you know, the guys that I get to coach. I'm, I'm really, really fortunate to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think that, like I said in my post-game conference the other day, uh, press conference, I said, you know, the thing that you fear is not losing, but, you know, having a season where you've had so much fun and enjoyed being around uh, the players and the coaches so much come to an end. So, that was really the uh, yeah. It's it, it's going to be awesome, you know. I mean, being on a national stage and getting to play at home, and you know, getting to do it with the kids that kids that you love and and respect and, and appreciate. It's it it's going to be awesome. Can't can't be much better than this. Mm-hmm. You've got some familiarity, right, with Cortland, a team that you played uh, last year in, in the postseason and and beat them to advance. And uh, looks like they can put some points on the board at least from from their performance last weekend, Coach. Yep, great offense. I mean, outstanding offense. A quarterback, Zach Boys, is really, really uh, a tremendous athlete. Great, uh, great thrower. Very accurate. Has a ton of arm talent, and uh, is also a, a very uh, explosive runner. Tremendous athlete. I mean, you know, can hurt you with his arm. Can hurt you with his legs. He's a true. You don't see a lot of guys like that that are true dual threat guys that can throw it as well as he can, and uh, run it as well as he does. They've got two great receivers that, uh, you know, are both about equally fast. So, you know, sometimes you face teams and, you know, they have 
one one guy like that, these guys have two, and uh, their line is you know big, powerful, and physical, and you know, they got a back that's rushed for over 1,200 yards, and another change of pace back backing him up, who's you know really good. He's rushed for over 500 yards, so they're uh, they're going to be a challenge. They were challenged last year. Uh, they kind of got after us a little bit in the first half. Scored 28 points last year in the first half, but then we came back and shut them out in the second half. So, uh, yeah, great challenge for our defense. Hey, Coach, with the fact that you've faced these guys a year ago, as you prepare for them this week, has it been more about what you guys need to do as opposed to what you need to do to take – what you need to take away from them to advance? Yeah, or- yeah I think you do. You make, you, you make it about us. You don't you – know, you we haven't made it about the other team all year. You know, I think you've got to go out. You've got to go to, you know, go out and execute. And yeah, I, everybody. Yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of talk about scheme and mm-hmm. uh, these big games. But uh, you know, been here for 20 years. Most of the big games we've won or lost have come down to fundamentals. It, no, nobody's really out scheming anybody. You know, every once in a while, you know, you you get somebody on a play and somebody's not in the right right spot. But <clears throat> these games are, are won and lost with fundamentals and blocking it's tackling it's you know catching the football it's you know making smart decisions staying penalty free and uh just you know going about things the way that you know we've talked about going about things since the first day of camp well coach as always we appreciate the time go get out there on the practice field work on those fundamentals and the two-minute drill and kicking a game-winning field goal and whatever it takes get that victory on saturday and hopefully we'll get another chance to chat next week and most importantly you'll get another chance to coach your guys that'll be that would be awesome I'd love, to, <laughs> love to be on with you guys next thursday so we'll look forward to it thank you coach, coach. Yep. You bet. Right. take care yeah, pa- pedro heading out there to practice pedro ruse of randolph making i don't know they might light up the scoreboard this week sean uh Cortland putting 50 plus on the board last week of course randolph making we know what they can do mm-hmm. they had almost 500 yards of total offense in that win last week uh, i don't want to slight the defenses at all or give either one of them any bulletin board material <laughs> but this could be an offensive slugfest it could but you know what i mean even though coach said you know we hadn't been in close games all year and based on the numbers it was really just one mm-hmm. and that was the christopher newport game in the uh, in the first round of the playoffs championship experience matters and for these guys to have been in the playoffs multiple times maybe not getting to a national semifinal but you've you've seen just about as you said every scheme every type of formation there is no going to be any secrets um i think the defense i think is going to step up for randolph making i would be shocked if Cortland, hopefully you know knock on this uh this podium that Corlin comes to Ashland and knocks off Randolph Macon. I think they just they've gotten this far. They want one more opportunity to make some more history to reach the Stag Bowl championship final. And to have CBS six up there in Ashland is not bad. Shameless plug. We'll be there on Saturday. Of course to cover, you will. To cover the national semifinal. You'll be the only local <laughs> the, the TV only station. The only local TV station in Ashland on Love Saturday that. for the <laughs> national semifinal. That would be really exciting. Very, very heady stuff for the folks in Ashland and the Randolph-Macon Yellow Jackets, and we'll be following them closely Saturday at high noon against Cortland. All right, let's keep it rolling on the Feel Good Thursday edition of the Sports Huddle. 
Here's what's coming up on today's Sports Huddle. Just a huge fan of the sport. This is the River City Rundown. River City Rundown brought to you by friends at the Henrico Sports and Entertainment Authority. The clock is ticking. We're going to be there Monday live from 3 to 6 with Dennis Bickmeyer and all the great folks over there as we host our holiday cheer and gear. We really hope you're making plans to come. I bring that new sporting equipment, uh, drop it off, take a look at the new place, the Henrico Sports and Events Center. You might even want to stay for the 810 women's basketball game Monday night between VCU and Delaware. Uh, come by and see Matt Josephs and myself. We'll be there beginning at 3 o'clock. We want those new basketballs, baseballs, bats, soccer balls, all of that stuff. And all of that will eventually be distributed by the Salvation Army, which leads me to our 430 guest right here in the studio this afternoon, Charlene Neiman, the development director of the Salvation Army here in the Central Virginia region, is going to be in studio with us, talk a little bit more about their process, how they're aiding with our holiday cheering gear, and everything else that they're doing at the holiday season. So looking forward to that conversation coming up at the bottom of the hour. Sean tells me, though, we have some breaking news at this moment. Yes, we do. Hampton-Sydney has named their new head Ah. football coach, Vince Lavara. I believe I pronounced that right. L-U-V-A-R-A. He is the new head football coach at Hampton-Sydney. He was most recently the defensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator at Washington and Jefferson. They went 66-16 and in his eight seasons there. 51-12 51-12 and 12 in the PAC Conference, the President's Athletic Conference. They won two championships. They made two playoff appearances and won four of five ECAC Bowl championships. Wow. That's quite the resume. Yeah. Yeah. Any so connection to this area, does it say? That's interesting uh, that they've gone a little bit outside no, the, he, the, he the has boundaries. Some, um, he played at Allegheny. College. All right. Uh, he coached there one year, and then there, uh, he coached another at another Division three school for two years in Pennsylvania. But no, for as, as I'm looking at this news release, no Virginia hmm. connection to this point. A lot of connections to wins, though. It's yes. it's, that makes him a good good candidate. All right, that looked different without Marty Favre on the sideline yeah, over will. there at Hamden Sydney, uh, up there in in Farmville. Good stuff there, Sean. Let's get a break in. We'll come back on the other side. Real quick segment, and then we'll get to talk more about our holiday cheering gear with our friends at the Salvation Army. Coming up as the Feel Good Thursday edition of the Sports Auto continues. One zero six one ESPN. All right, always good to catch up with Pedro Aruza, the successful head coach at Randolph-Macon. Yellow Jackets heading out onto the practice field, and they go in the national semifinals Saturday at noon up there in Ashland. Um, as we mentioned, Sean brought it up. They'll be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Randolph-Macon will also have their audio broadcast, which will be out there Saturday if you don't have that subscription to ESPN+, Plus or you're not in a position to be able to watch. And it should be some pretty big doings there for the Yellow Jackets, and we hope we get another opportunity to talk with Coach Aruza next Thursday going into the uh, into the national championship game. All right, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk some holiday cheering gear. Really excited about being out there on Monday. Love the idea of us doing it, the uh, new, new facility out there at the Henrico Sports and Events Center, and we're going to talk about the Salvation Army's uh, participation in all of this with us to get all of this great sporting goods equipment donated to our youngsters um, from the cheering gear program. So that's coming up here Right after the break, uh, Sean and I definitely going to get into all the college basketball. Huge night last night. 
not necessarily the most successful of nights, but a huge night of college basketball last night. Got to talk a little baseball. I haven't done that in quite a while. The Juan Soto trade to the Yankees. That was a blockbuster as the baseball winter meetings came to a close. And we'll talk more bowl games as well. We got our four teams in bowl games getting ready to go. So we got a lot to get into this afternoon. Half hour down. We're with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Sean Robertson from CBS 6. Bob Black here. Lewis pushing the buttons, which he's about to do as we go to the bottom of the hour break. It's the Sports Huddle. Thanks for locking in with us today. 1061 ESPN. All right, Bob and Sean back with you. Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN just past the bottom of the 4 o'clock hour. Hopefully you have heard us time and time again reminding you to come on out to the Henrico Sports and Events Center Monday. Matt Josephson and I will be broadcasting live there from 3 to 6. We look forward to you coming by, saying hello, meet and greet. But please, if you're able to, bring those new basketballs, footballs, baseball gloves, any type of sports equipment that you think would be suitable for the youngsters about the ages of 10 to 16. You can also have the opportunity to stick around. There's a bet women's basketball game at the uh, Sports and Events Center on Monday night between VCU and Delaware. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But when we urge you to come by, we invite you to come by and to drop off uh, the sporting equipment, we always mention that it will benefit the Salvation Army Christmas Assistance Program, who will be donating all of the sporting goods that you donate to us. We're going to find out a little bit more about that aspect of our program. Charlene Neiman is the Development Director for the Salvation Army here in Central Virginia. She's been kind enough to join us in the studio this afternoon. Charlene, thank you for joining us and uh, happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much again for coming in. So let's let's talk a, a little bit about um, putting this into action. We say it all the time. The Salvation Army Christmas Assistance Program will be part of this with us on Monday, but it's such a wide-ranging program. Give us a little bit of the background of the program itself. Sure. Well, the Salvation Army, since the inception of being here in the Richmond area, has been providing some type of Christmas assistance to those in need. And really, we partnered with the Richmond Christmas Mother back in the 1930s and kind of Hmm. started out with, with kids. And so we've been doing Angel Tree now, as it's been branded or or called. Uh, Probably that name kind of took took start in maybe the 80s, I believe they started calling it the Angel Tree. But is what we do is we serve children in the greater Richmond area from, you know, City of Richmond, Henrico County, Powhatan, down to the Tri-Cities, all over the the service area that the Salvation Army uh, provides services for. And so uh, we do for kids primarily from, you know, birth to four, 14 years, you know, before Christmas. And this is where the great thing cheering gear comes in because it helps us, you know, over a hump for some older kids. Hmm. But so we give uh, toys, clothes uh, to those children. We also serve uh, elder Elders are older adults, kind of, who are also in need and might not have any any family or anyone to support them during the holidays. So, and that, and then we have feeding programs too. So we're doing a lot around Christmas time. Now we hear so much about the Angel Tree uh, program, and and rightfully so. But what are some other community programs in which you are involved in? 
Certainly. The Salvation Army is really doing, we call it doing the most good all throughout Richmond. Right now, one of our newest programs is we just opened one of the inclement weather shelters for the city Mm -hmm. of Richmond. Um, We just opened that on December 1st. That'll run through April 15th. But we've always been having a shelter for single men and families. We've been doing that for decades. We have the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club that does um, after-school enrichment programs. We do emergency disaster services. Uh, We do um, rent and utility assistance uh, for those in need. So we're really out there trying to serve the community and do the most good. We have talked a lot about what we'll be partnering with you on Monday with the sporting goods and the sporting equipment. Take us a little behind the scenes of that and how that all will work and how we'll we'll get all the the sporting equipment into the hands of these youngsters certainly and the timing is just just right because (laughs) december 12th we start our distribution days Uh so perfect timing we're excited about that and so our families uh, those have that have signed up and pre-registered uh will start coming on december the 12th we'll do that for the next couple of days they have appointments that they come and they pick up all their angel tree gifts. They get to shop for coats for the whole family. They get some stockings. And then for those kids, 10 to 16, we will be offering um, the parents to select a, a piece of sporting equipment mm-hmm. that comes through and take those for those older kids. So we're really excited about that. Mm-hmm. It's so, a great time. So essentially Monday is the deadline to donate or can you go past Monday? Monday is pretty much the uh, for, for this year. Mm-hmm. Ah, good point. <laughs> you know, yes. For this year kind of thing. Uh, but it, it will always go to good use. And even with the sports equipment, uh, if we had things coming later, that could also be for our Salvation Army boys and girls uh, kids, which are also a lot of times eligible for our Angel Tree program, too. Mm-hmm. So we could use them there um, and then throughout the year. So they, nothing will go to waste. We always have a great... Uh, a, a great outlet to get those to those to get those items to the people in need. Kind of what it's all about, right? Yeah, I mean, in the Christmas sure. season, that that must must give you uh, folks who work for the Salvation kind of a a sense of I don't know even what the word I'm looking for here is, but to be able to provide that for these families and in our case, the kids specifically, um, couldn't be better, right? It really can't. It's one of the best jobs that you can have. I mean, and then when you're waking up with your own family on Christmas morning and, you know, looking at, at your kids, or well, in my case, my, my son Carter, when I'm looking at him, I'm also thinking about all those thousands and thousands of children that are going to wake up and be excited and have something special just for them this year. So uh, it is a, it's a great program and a great organization to be a part of. Now, I know another thing around the area that people see and look forward to are the kettles that the Salvation yes. Army <laughs> uh, uh, volunteers have out. I saw one yesterday, matter of fact, when I was doing a little shopping. Um, can you tell us like, what are some of the programs that those donations will go to and assist in? You bet. I mean, the Red Kettle, if you know that song, Silver Bells, uh, there's the so- there's, I don't know if it's a myth I think it's true that it was written because of the silver bells huh. in New York. And if you really listen to the lyrics, it makes sense. But um, those ver- those kettles really are our biggest local fundraiser. And all the money, you know, they do it throughout the country, throughout the world. They have those kettles. But every dollar, every cent that gets put into those kettles stays local. 
So uh, we use that money all throughout the year for Angel Tree, but also for our shelters, for our Boys and Girls Club, for emergency disaster. So it stays local and it helps each one of our programs. And we just ask you to, uh, you know, contribute as you pass by. Say hello to one of our bell ringers, which can be volunteers or a lot of times it's uh, a great opportunity for people that aren't able to have full-time employment or need some supplemental income, that it's a great way for those folks to get a little extra money uh, that can help them go a long way. So say hello and drop a kettle, uh, drop drop a coin or a bill into the cattle absolutely i did that yesterday Thank good you. for you and you were actually doing christmas shopping yet? well now i went to you're the, putting me to shame no, no, if, if you are because I, I haven't yet i did some of that online but i went to the to the grocery store to okay. pick up a couple of things and actually the volunteer who was at the kettle actually said she recognized me from Channel everybody Six. recognizes like, no, you sean come they on did. i was like no she didn't yes but she did i saw her outside and i did donate good for you something that folds not the coin the thing that jingles <laughs> well done well done charlene neiman is the development director for the salvation army here in the central virginia a few more minutes uh, to visit with her a little bit you used the word volunteer mm-hmm. in one of your comments just a moment ago if people are listening to this and all of a sudden that that rings a bell with them so to speak <laughs> nice that Thank you. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do. He gets paid the big bucks for this. <laughs> I don't know about that. He gets paid the but big I do bucks. have enough to contribute to go. the kettle when I go to the grocery store <laughs> next time. Uh, how can folks get involved? So that's great. Um, Our local website is SalvationArmyCentralVA.org. They can find lots of volunteer opportunities there if they want to register to ring. uh, It's (laughs) RegisterToRing.com. Well played. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And there's also virtual kettles, too, so people can start a fundraising campaign Mm -hmm. that way as well. So we ask. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that. We think of everything. You do. You've got it all. Because we're doing a lot, we we do need the assistance because that's really where we get funded is for those individuals contributing to us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now, if, if folks who are listening can't go out to the event on Monday for whatever reason, if they don't, shame on you. But if you can't, you know, we understand. How are some other ways they can help in this process? That's a good question because, you know, as I said, with the distribution is is kind of helping. We're getting near to that end of the season. I think the best mm-hmm. thing that you can do is, you know, maybe go to one of the physical red kettles, do a virtual red kettle, and then also start pre-planning for next year in a way. A lot of people don't realize how, you know, we really start in September registering people. Um, and there's volunteer opportunities all throughout that time and into October, November, December. So start thinking about it ahead. It's also a great way a lot of times companies, churches, other kind of community groups, Girl Scouts, they can kind of come out. We have family days. So, you know, a little bit of pre-planning, helping to ring the uh, the bells is great. Maybe serve a meal at the shelter. Um, and I think those are some of the ways that people can help after after this is over mm-hmm. all right i got two more for you and then we'll let you get back to it um this one may be a little i don't know if this is a dumb question or not you mentioned pre-planning let's say somebody shows up at our event monday just because they wanted to stop by and you know say hello to you know if sean were there being the star that he is or to matt or me but they or didn't bring <laughs> maybe but they didn't bring uh basketball or baseball or can they make a cash donation 
to like us. Like how you think. Uh, yeah, I think oh. that would be great. We can actually get one of those red kettles maybe out oh, there. Oh, there that you go. Be, that might make it easy. Yep. Um, so, yes. So if some of our listeners just happen to be driving and they stop by, uh, all kidding aside, to see the, the new uh, Sports and Event Center to say hello, but they didn't go to, you know, Dick's or Target or whatever and, and buy a basketball, they could write a check or they could certainly you bet, leave us you 20 bet. bucks or whatever they wanted to do. Right. As opposed yep. to the basketball or football or whatever. That okay. would be wonderful. Yes. And that would go towards that in some way, shape, or form. It right. certainly would. Awesome. So. They will accept any donation, but if the donation is folds hope. as opposed to jingle. Even better, right? <laughs> Does that work? That works okay. well. And I know you're really well. going to be busy with the distribution that starts <coughs> Tuesday then, right? If our event is Monday on yes. the 11th, starts on Tuesday. But will we see any of the Salvation people or your your smiling face out there on Monday? Oh, or bet. I mean, we're all excited to see. Well, some of us have already kind of gotten a sneak peek at the, at the center, but we will definitely be on site. Maybe, maybe we won't be able to be there the whole time, but we'll definitely uh, want to be out to thank you all, to support you all, and to meet these wonderful wonderful donors that are get, that are giving so good we'll be there look forward to it charlene thanks so much for coming in today spending some time with us answering all these questions and really getting us excited yep. for monday and the rest of the holiday season thank you and happy holidays to you happy holidays merry christmas and thank you charlene neiman from the salvation army here in the central virginia area and we'll see some of their folks hopefully on monday when we're out there at the henrico sports and event center we'll continue to talk more about it today and as we get into monday monday show beginning at three o'clock as well. All right, right at a quarter of the hour, let's get a break in here. We'll come back on the other side, get you to the top of the hour, finish our first hour of the Sports Huddle on a Thursday afternoon. Feel Good Thursday on 1061 ESPN. Diety Award winner. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. It's the holiday season, and Famous Footwear is stocked with all the styles your family wants from the brands you love at prices that fit everyone's list. Shop the comfiest Hey Dude shoes and coolest Crocs, or snag the perfect pair of Bear Paw boots and slippers. Plus, for a limited time, find the latest Nike styles for the whole family at savings of up to 30% off. Shop Famous.com or bring the whole family into a Famous Footwear near you and spread some cheer this holiday season with the gift of famously great shoes. Ballot on select styles. Lux Chevrolet is a prop. Ballot on select styles. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wondering what's on tap... So when we're up there on Monday, it's not just Matt and me up there. You're more than welcome to stop by or send Lane up there or one of you guys. Lane will be would working be great. today. Lane right. will be working. He may make that trip up there. May get up there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Dennis Bickmeyer will be there. We'll have him on the air mm-hmm. from the uh, Sports and Events Center up there. But we've got some other guests lined up. We mentioned, Sean, that uh, there's the women's game that night, VCU 
and Delaware. Yeah, I was going to say Bethel Boyle, I think right? she'll be on okay. with us when they get to the arena. Uh, I think that game is at uh, 7. seven. Yep. So, you know, they'll be there by 5.30, yeah. you would think. So Absolutely. I think she'll, she'll stop by and uh, say hello. Um, Greg Burton's going to make an appearance, and I always tip my cap to him. He's the mastermind, the founder. Uh, he spearheaded this whole project way back in the day on a different radio station at a different life and time. Far, 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 away. far away. <laughs> and I mean, he did a marathon. He was on all day long, and he he did an unbelievable job with it, and just filled up, you know. Uh, bushels and bushels and baskets and yep. boxes of sporting good stuff. So you should put him on the spot and see did he spearhead Delaware's decision to leave the CAA Ooh. and go to Conference USA? So this could be a hard hitting interview it with him be. instead of just a holiday. Is he a booster, board of visitors to make that push? See what he says. I have crossed paths with him a couple times since that happened, but I didn't have enough time That's to ask I- him what he thought about it. I'd be interested to hear what he says about that. Yeah, if he's excited. Because like, he's he's Delaware through and he through. Is. He loves his yeah. blue hands. So I'd be interested to see if he uh if he likes that move from yeah. the CAA to Conference USA. We are uh we are efforting Parney to make an appearance oh, either in person or on phone. Either way. We know he's still a busy guy, even though he's stepped back a little bit. He has done that. I know he was uh he made an appearance at the uh, Christmas parade this past weekend. Nice. Which you could see again, replay Christmas Day. On a certain network between four, between five and seven. Oh, know. it's going to be on in the evening. No, 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 no. I said, well, the between, station number is between five. Oh, and seven. I thought you meant the time oh, no, no, that no, was no, going to no. be on. It's no, going to be, be on bright. in the morning, yeah, right? It'll be bright and early in the yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. But on yeah. Channel Six. Channel Six. You can say. It. I can say that one. Okay. That's it'll, part of the deal here. When okay. you come in to co-host, we we promote Channel Six. Yes, it'll, it'll air there, and I know he was he was he had a part in that as well. So I, I mean, if, if you call him up, I would be surprised if he's not in town. He would make it appearance. He'd probably bring bushels of stuff from he the might. flying squirrels. So, but yeah. at the very least, would love to get him on the air with us. Oh just yes, to catch see what up he's doing, stepping away, and how much, how much busier, how, how much busy. is he really yeah. stepping away, <laughs> uh, and what he thinks of the Juan Soto trade from the Padres how about to the Yankees, huh? and they do go to New York. I'm sorry, New York either goes to San Diego probably this, this, uh, this year. So yeah be interesting to, to see fascinating blockbuster deal there and i told you the Braves were going to make some moves and they, they were have. not going to stay pat after nope. what happened this this postseason two right. years in a row they've made some significant changes this offseason yep. soroka out mm-hmm. moved him but he was dealing with injuries the last couple yeah. of years but yeah they they did not stay pat so be interesting to see do they have a third base coach yet, or first base coach? I have coach? not heard, but I think right? that's both of them are gone. Yeah, that's a that, to me. That's the big. That's going to be the biggest hit. You lose both your base coaches, um, Eric Young, Ron Washington, who everybody loved yeah. in the organization. He finally gets another managerial job, uh, becomes a manager of the of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who may or may not have Shohei, uh, Shohei Otani. Supposedly they'll keep Mike Trout, but we don't. You, who really knows? But I think those two are huge mm-hmm. losses yep. to the organization. Yep. And and Washington, you know, was a, a world renowned infield coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, let's see how their defense is. No question. With somebody else. And goes back to the AOS. He did wonders in Texas. He, did. he led them to two World Series appearances. Mm-hmm. Didn't get the ring, but we'll see what he does with the Angels and more more flexibility with the with the salary cap. Do the do the. Do those free agents come to Anaheim and play for him? Because he's he, like I say, he's, he was beloved in Atlanta. He was beloved in Texas. We'll see how much they love him in Anaheim. All right, 
First hour in the books of the Thursday Sports Huddle. We'll come back. We are wide open in hour number two. So give us your ideas and topics, and we'll talk about it. We will talk some bowl game and some college basketball. Um, the coaching moves today at James Madison. Duke is close to naming uh, Manny Diaz, I yeah. think, as their head coach, the Penn State uh, defensive coordinator. So we'll talk about all of that in the second hour of the Sports Huddle. Thanks for being with us in the 4 o'clock hour. Sean and I coming back after the ESPN Sports Center up Update here on 1061 ESPN. If you want to buy, sell, or trade, D.com, December Cash, 750.com. Holiday cheer and think the time has finally come. He gave it a good life, man. Yeah, but it's been so long since I've been in the market. It's just your garage refrigerator. Don't worry, I got a guy. They can give me a good deal? Still putting off replacing your old appliances? I'm Rob Nicholson, the appliance guy. At East Coast Appliance, we're Virginia's largest independent appliance dealer of top brand names. Plus, we have a huge selection of brand new scratch and dent appliances at discounted prices. Visit East Coast Appliance today. The best price or it's free. Hi, Rob Nicholson here from East Coast Appliance. A lot of people ask, what is the deal with scratch and dent appliances? And it's really pretty simple. They keep your food just as cold, wash your clothes just as good, and they're all backed by the original manufacturer warranty. It's true a scratch and dent appliance might not win a beauty pageant, but many of them only have a small ding or two. But the price tags have big savings of up to a few hundred dollars. Save huge on scratch and dent appliances right now at East Coast Appliance, where you always get the best price, or it's free. Your home for Richmond Spiders Athletics 